When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, good morning. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning. I hope the same for wherever you are. You're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. Again, you can find us on Sustainable Success uh, on the Influencer Channel with Voice America and then also on our Facebook page, Sustainable Success 2017. You're going to find there all on-demand episodes that we've had with our wonderful guests since May which you'll be able to listen to at your leisure. And then also you can listen to them via the Influencer Channel on Voice America or in iTunes. we got a great guest today, but before we go in, and I'd like to talk a little bit about our, uh, our uh, sponsor for today, and that is PowerPack 3. And PowerPack 3 is pur- purposely formulated to contain everything vital to your body needs to function at optimal levels. They are, consist of probiotics, digestive enzymes, and multivitamins. They're known as the world's freshest and most potent vitamin packs. There's no fillers, no additives, no preservatives, non-GMO, and raw organic ingredients. And they are directly shipped to your door. You can reach uh, PowerPack 3 at powerpack3.com or you can contact them at 877-347-7839. That's powerpack3.com or 877-347-7839. So today, we're going to have an interesting topic today. We're going to be talking about how parent-child bonds established early can lead to sustainable success in all areas of your life, including your children, which is even more important. And we got a guest today that wrote a book in this particular area called Right Father, Right Son, A Bond-Building Journey. And the author of this book, uh, or co-author with this son, is uh, we have on today is Joseph Cohen. And to give you a little background about Joseph, Joseph is a former New York City public school teacher and journalist. He has written featured articles for the Brooklyn Graphic and Sunset News while serving as the features editor for the Kingsman, the Brooklyn College weekly student newsletter. Joseph later became the faculty advisor for the Fordham Heights Chronicle, a student magazine published by Fordham Heights Academy, an alternative public high school at which he had taught in Bronx, New York. He is the co-author of the book again, Right Father, Right Son, A Bond-Building Journey, and has also co-authored There Are No Secrets, Drawing Back the Curtains on the Secrets to Success with Glenn Keane, JDCPC. I uh, would like to formally introduce Joseph Cohen to the show. Joe, how you doing? Excellent. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Chris. Well, it's great. Well, I, you know, I, I love that I had an opportunity to read your book prior to being released uh, a short time ago, and it really touched my heart due to the fact that, you know, when I had, you know, when I was growing up, you know, a lot of my issues and my root cause to what I you know, coach people on in terms of mindset barriers stem back to the lack of bonding that I had with my father. And I didn't have that father-son relationship that most sons uh, and even fathers, you know, desire. 
And, you know, when I read this book, it really hit home, Joe. And I really want to get into a lot of the different things that people could take away that are listening today and that will be listening on demand. How, why a father son or a father daughter or a mother son, mother daughter bond can really have sustainable success on all fronts in people's lives and business. So wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, what, what was like you, when you and your son got together to write this book, what was, what got you up in the morning, you know, one day to say, Hey, we're going to put this book together. Well, it actually didn't go like that. This grew organically over the many years from I, when he was about age seven. Um, and, you know, as a former school teacher and a journalist, uh, I found the ways in which I can best motivate him or, you know, plant seeds for growth were when I had the time to reflect on it and then carefully choose the words. You can't do that in a conversation. And so since he was seven, I started writing him little letters to uh, praise him or challenge him or plant a seed. And then as he became a reader um, at age 10 or so, uh, my letters became more sophisticated. And the ones that are included in the book uh, began when he was age 11. So uh, this really was not designed to be a book. However, it, it developed into that and because he had become a writer on his own. And uh, at 20, after, uh, after 10 years of, of writing and not receiving anything back, um, he began responding. And um, many of those letters that I received were with stories. He was living on his own in San Diego, uh, living with a, a wonderful woman. And, uh, you know, he was in a prolific period. And so it was during that time that it, it dawned on me uh, that it would be a good idea to share this with others. Great. Well, that's wonderful. And I think that's a lot of times how things happen. I know when I wrote my uh, international bestselling book, Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve Root Cause, Create Prosperity, I never knew I was going to write a book. I knew I went through this process over 20 years ago and I've been helping people but it wasn't in my, I never even thought about a book until about two years ago. So, but you know, it was all these things that it were, you know, right there and you know, you just needed to get it out to the world and really enlighten people. So Joe, there's like, there's going to be five key topics that we're going to cover today, f- focus areas, or what people could take away from, from this book. And this first one is on communication. And I wanted to ask you, why does communicating clearly with your children as they are developing to young adults, help them to understand the importance of speaking their mind and confronting their problems head on? Good. Well, that's a great question. And um, the, the book was written uh, in a conversational style, not academic at all. So what I'm going to be doing is responding to the questions with segments to the book. And that first question, uh, the response will come from uh, the introduction. Jared wrote a, a segment uh, from it. And uh, to answer that, it's, it's no secret that communication fuels growth and progress. It's a contingency of our social existence. We thrive on our ability to express ourselves, give our thoughts and experience to others in ways they can understand and utilize. And communication is the baking soda of the bread we call relationships. Most of the book consists of letters I received when I was younger. Uh, he writes, uh, only the last chapter is my contribution, but the rest is my 
foundation. Our hearts led us to write, and it helped our relationship to grow. That's the beauty, the essence of the book. He continues to say, this book is about the power of communication, the power of words, and the influence that clear expression can have on the development of children to young adults. I didn't recognize it at the time, but my father's devotion to my own development allowed me to take pride in myself and strive to pursue my interests. Within these pages lie the root of my development, caring words for my father structured into letters. It's a testament to my father who showed me the importance of speaking my mind and confronting problems head on. Uh, these words have shaped my experience and understanding of the world, shown me the power of language and guided me even before I knew I was on a journey. In contributing to this book, I've come to understand that there are a few things more powerful in the realm of expression than a thoughtful letter. Conversations can fall short of adequately conveying an intended mission um, message, and there's often a fine line between what I said and what I meant to say, as the two become muddled into contradiction and confusion. Effective communication calls for clarity and yet we sometimes find ourselves at the mercy of our inability to express everything we need to yeah. say in a precise moment. We've all been there, stumbling over the words we've thought about so carefully, losing our train of thought, or becoming entrenched in the push and pull of conversation, only to gloss over what we really set out to say. The letter circumvents these issues. If you can devote time to organize and construct your thoughts in the way you see most perfectly fit, not only can you say everything you need to say, but your words will remain symbols of your liveliness as reminders and reflections to look back on. Now, that was something that Jared wrote uh, when he was uh, beyond 21, when we began to put this together and then we were um, collaborating gotcha. on, on creating an um, introduction. Wow. I mean, that's powerful. I mean, because the thing is, you know, back, you know, back in, I would say, not maybe in my mother's day, but maybe, maybe that time frame, but I know in the 50s, 60s, it was always that, you know, children were, be, were, were to be seen but not heard. And how untrue that is because children need to be heard and they need to learn how to speak their mind and confront problems head on. You know, we live in a society right now where a lot of times, you know, both parents are working and they're very busy and they can't seem to focus 100% on their children's needs or what they're doing in their environment. So a lot of times they they give their children things just to kind of, you know, you know just shut them up or just occupy their time and it, and, it, and it enables them. And so it kind of doesn't allow the child to really express him, him or herself. So this is so important why it's encouraged to get children to really open up, you know, when something's going well in their lives, something is not going well, that they can, they can speak their mind and confront that um, head on. So I think that's a, that's a wonderful thing. So how did your efforts to communicate constructively by praising and guiding your spirited 11-year-old son at the time lead to the most important lesson you learned as a father? Well, you know, going back to the point that you made a moment ago, both my wife and I at the time uh, were teachers and working full-time, and uh, 
you know, truth be told, as we were parenting, we needed professional help as well. I mean, we wanted to get it right. We knew what the consequences of not getting it right was. And, you know, we've gone to family therapy, and it turns out to, to be a wonderful thing. And there are, there are excerpts in there and letters during that time. But to, to answer your question, this process of regularly communicating with Jared was cathartic as it enabled me to remain connected to him while integrating the charged emotions derived from my relationship with my father. Uh, As I mentioned, these letters were not originally intended to be public. They've become more than snapshots in the developmental process of my son, Jared, who grew from a somewhat frenetic yet inquisitive young boy into a poised, insightful and witty young man. What began as a way to praise and guide my spirited 11-year-old son led to the most important lesson I could have ever learned. As a young man, as, as you had mentioned, um, you know, I didn't have an ideal relationship with my dad. He was a great guy uh, on many fronts, but I had no idea that the challenge, the greatest challenge in my relationship with my father, which was communicating constructively would turn out to be his most valuable gift. As a teenager, this constant struggle to be understood and respected made me feel disconnected from my father, leading to the self-doubt and insecurity that later manifested as drug abuse and depression. His acknowledgement, appreciation, and praise would have been paramount in building the self-esteem and confidence that was later fostered by psychotherapy and personal development. That's so powerful and so true because I experienced the same thing. You know, the lack of connection with my father, with, you know, there was not an emotional connection. Uh, There was not a lot of time spent together. And that had a tremendous impact on my self-confidence and image, even though, you know, I had nothing really to, I mean, I had everything kind of going for me in a lot of ways, but I just didn't feel that inside because of that lack of connection and which led to a lot of the issues that I faced early in my teen years and throughout my 20s struggling with addiction. So I can relate to you on that. And this is why it's so important, why the father-son, father-daughter, mother-son, mother-daughter bond is so important for the development for the rest of your life, how it's going to play out in your in your business and your relationships and also with your personal wellness. Um, now, getting to the next focus area, uh, Joe, we're, we're looking at empowerment. You know, empowerment really, this is the opposite of enabling, which a lot of times I'm seeing a lot in today's families. There's a lot of enabling going on, not a lot of empowerment. So the, the Pulitzer Prize-nominated investigative reporter who wrote the foreword in your book had also formerly been a public school teacher what motivated him to say no amount of food stamps, welfare checks, stepfathers, remedial education programs, or guidance counseling can fill the emotional and psychological gap left by a missing father? Well, in, in, the, uh, in the forward, I'm just going to read the excerpt because it's powerful, it's conversational, and it'll uh, answer that in, in a broad way. So the role of mothers needs little explanation. Among other things, she gives birth, nurtures, and comforts humanity. At this point in human evolution, her place is secure. However, the role of fathers seemed to grow more obscure with each new generation of single-parent households, test-tube babies begotten from nameless sperm donors, 
and the advent of same-sex marriages. At worst, our society seems to portray fathers as unnecessary, expendable, and even interchangeable. They're reduced to being sources of income or seen as useful only for repairs or other types of physical labor. The increasingly common phrase, quote, baby daddy, unquote, seems to say it all. After providing the seed, what use is there for a man? Society has attempted to answer this question by filling in the gaps left by absent fathers. Dad's paycheck and responsibilities have been assumed by the taxpayer and the government. Uh, programs provide money for food, shelter, health care, and the myriad psychological effects of children being raised by children. Discipline and guidance for the fatherless is meted out by police and courts. The government, however, has proven a poor surrogate for a father. To be sure, there are voices emerging that connect the diminishing role of the father with poverty, crime, and overall social disintegration. There may be no better time to understand what role fathers play in the lives of children and in society as a whole. And he continues by saying, personally, and through the, my work as a teacher and reporter, I've come to see firsthand and deeply understand that no amount of food stamps, welfare checks, yep. fathers, remedial education programs, or guidance counseling can fill the emotional and psychological yeah. gap left by a missing father. There's no replacement for a caring no, supporter. absolutely. Joe, Joe, I want to yeah. I want to continue on that when we come back because we have to go to break. But um, let's continue on that because this empowerment thing is a, is so powerful, and we want to continue on that. So we're going to be right back after the break. You're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. We're with our guest Joe Cohen. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution 
rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back uh, to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. If you're just joining us, we're here with author Joe Cohen, uh, the writer of the book, Right Father, Right Son, A Bond-Building Journey. And we were discussing a little bit about what went on behind the scenes to prompt to write this book, with his, which he co-authored with his son, Jared. And we were talking about some of the focus areas, uh, which we have five that we're going to be discussing today. But we were talking about, in the beginning, how communication is very important with the father-son bond, as well as empowerment versus enabling. So, Joe, we had uh, we were, we were had left off the first segment of the show on empowerment. I think you had some closing comments that you wanted to make, and I just wanted to uh, finish up where we left off. Okay, yeah, so the, uh, the, the foreword written by a Pulitzer Prize twice-nominated investigative reporter who's been a friend of mine for 30 years um, continues to say a growing number of men today are finding themselves struggling to be effective fathers with no personal experience upon which to build. You and I, um, you know, share that, Chris. They will have to, yep. as I once did, uh, uh, father themselves. And uh, he says it's a long and difficult process in which you have to step back and advise yourself on what to do, what to think, or say in challenging situations, and he found books and articles on fatherhood helpful as he confronted the task of raising his own son and daughter, and he says the proof will be seen in their lives and in the people they become. Um, After, you know, looking at the manuscript and and writing the forward, his final comment was, this book explores fatherhood through the correspondence between a father and a son leaving a paper trail on the matter, so to speak. Well, through the letters and the stories, we see how a young man uh, struggles to be a better, more accessible father than the one he knew, and we see a boy mature and become a young, responsible man of insight and compassion. And through this compelling book, we see how much the world needs fathers, good fathers. Absolutely. It's so important. You know, when you look at, like I said, when you look at your life as an adult, especially early on, that's where that foundation begins to unfold. The foundation's built in childhood, but that's where the foundation begins to really spring in so many different directions. And it can go either in a, in a bad direction or a good direction based upon how the foundation is built. And this is why that parent-child bond is so important. So again, this is not just for fathers and sons. This is also for daughters. It's also for mothers to their children as well. It's so important. So Joe, um, how did how specifically did writing to your son foster his self-esteem and bolster his confidence 
when it came to this uh, area of empowerment? Well, my letters to Jared were just one of the ways I fostered his self-esteem and bolstered his confidence and ensured that he would never feel disconnected, unappreciated, or devalued. And my writing drew upon the lessons and the success that Jared experienced as an athlete, as a student, uh, teacher, leader, and writer from ages 11 to 21. And all kids have success. You have to just tap into it. And these letters fostered a positive outlook and the self-confidence that inspired Jared to dream big, leading him to teach children, become a collegiate soccer player, and publish feature authors articles, short stories, and poems. Our communication also contained expressions of my frustrations, uh, admonitions, and disappointments with some of Jared's behaviors and attitudes. Uh, There are numerous examples of conflict between us. However, my desire not to perpetuate the mistakes of my father led me to communicate with Jared and encourage him to express himself. And they shaped his development and are really the foundation upon which uh, I, as a devoted father, built a friendship with my son around music, sports, philosophy, uh, literature, as well as a professional relationship as a writer. Um, Jared's replies, including his stories and poems in this book, reveal the courage, wit, and wisdom of a streetwise young New Yorker. And the content of these letters reveals uh, what a father and a son have learned from each other by effectively communicating. Although Jared's replies to my letters contain no particular form, uh, I structured my letters as a teaching tool. And the way I did that is uh, using acknowledgement of and praise for recent accomplishments. They serve to first properly frame my message before addressing any challenge or offering uh, any constructive criticism. And then reaffirming something positive coincided with uh, an uplifting ending and with an invitation, usually in the form of an open-ended question um, to reply. And ultimately, my words of encouragement and appreciation deepen the connection with my son, Jared, while they simultaneously led to the integration of the charged emotions that I derived from my father, Albert. Uh, Most importantly, though, the the spirit of these letters can provide a framework for constructive communication that can unify other families and strengthen intergenerational relationships. doesn't matter if it's between a mother and a daughter, a mother and a son, or a father and a a daughter. It doesn't matter. It's, It's all about getting to the to the core, to the root of it, as, as you say, and uh, communicating in, in an open, transparent way. No, that makes sense. And, you know, that's why empowerment is so, so important. And, you know, like I said, when it comes to a child's self-esteem and confidence, this is, this is the time where empowering your children becomes, you know, a vital uh, attribute, so to speak, in order to do that. And, that leads us into our next focus area, and this is this is actually I you know I consider like it, it follows perfectly, and it's leading by example. And a lot of times when people lead, they like to lead with words and and you know direction, uh, you know their word. But instead of leading by example, like observing what people do, like habits and disciplines and behaviors that are positive that 
uh, are, are authentic and that really serve someone's true purpose. Those are those are examples of leading by example. So when we look at that, which nuggets of wisdom have you used in Right Father, Right Son to accentuate the value of modeling? Okay. There's a great chapter in the book called Coming of Age, and, and this is where both of us um, are reaching for new levels in our life. So the first one that I chose was my father didn't tell me how to live. He lived and let me watch him do it. And the second one is really basic, and it's from an old source of wisdom, the Talmud. When you teach your son, you teach your son's son. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's, it's, it's what, you know, what they observe is what they'll end up doing when they're parents. Yeah, it, 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 it's absolutely true. Children will do what you do, not necessarily what you say. And that a lot of times, I mean, it, it's on autopilot. I mean, I can look at myself in my 20s when I was engaged to my college sweetheart and had that, we had, we had gotten married. I knew I would have been divorced at that time. I knew if I had children, I would have never been the father that I am today because I didn't have, I would have on autopilot would have repeated the same pattern that I basically learned by example from my father. And you know, while there was very, many good things about my father who had a great worth ethic, uh, he was, you know, he was strong and, but yet, you know, and he saved money. He was really good at that, but, but there was a lot of things that he didn't know how to be a father. He didn't know how to connect with people. He didn't know how to bond with his sons. Uh, he didn't know how to show emotion. And a lot of times from this, you know, I picked up these things without even knowing it and would have just repeated the same pattern, which then at that time, if I had a son or a daughter, in this case, if it were a son, mostly, it would have been, again, they could have repeated that, you know, for generation to generation. So it's so important to recognize this and to lead by example. So that leads us to this uh, other question, uh, Joe. Which letter that Jared wrote to you made you feel that your efforts to lead by example had been well, especially received? Mm-hmm. In a letter from January 2003, uh, he writes, you wrote to me, self-expression is the key that will open the doors to your most rewarding life experiences. And this is uh, at age 21. Um, Even when I didn't know and couldn't conceive of what you would give me, what would give me joy and clarity as I grew older, you knew it when I was only 12. Your letters show me that as you were figuring out what it meant to raise a child and believe in yourself, you were also showing me that it means what it means to be a friend and believe in others. Uh, there are, these are such important qualities as I begin to interact with others professionally and start to think about a career. He goes on to say in another letter discussing my behavior as an adolescent, who couldn't see much beyond his own desires, you wrote, words fill the air, actions fill my heart. This was in response to my tendency to say I love you and then act in a way that was inconsiderate or disrespectful. 
Uh, I had a lot of energy, and I didn't really care about many things besides from sports and friends. And I remember just not wanting to do my homework or go to tutor or do my reading. What's important to me, he says, Dad, is about this quote, is, is that you not only showed me that words spoke louder than actions, but you showed me. You always respected my individuality and encouraged me to pursue anything I wanted with your full support. And this is something that I might not understand the significance of entirely until later in life, but I do know now that it bestowed deep inside me an appreciation for people who are people and a drive to always support those I love. You also wrote, find the love in others and the joy in each moment and you shall always be free. In my recent struggles, I've always turned to others for help and support and sharing experiences and thoughts with my closest friends definitely gives me an unparalleled joy. I'm still trying to live in the moment, every moment, and I know my freedom of expression was a road that would lead to something meaningful. My mind is still grappling with the fact that life is not always easy, nor filled with pretty bow-tied answers, but as new experiences come and go, I'm glad that I can learn and grow from them, and I'm so lucky to know that you're there to support me and guide me when I need a hit or a hug. Wow. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, I, that is just so, so powerful. And, you know, there, you know, books like this, there need to be more of them, you know, and that's what I love about it. It's, you know, that, that sounds so authentic, you know, coming from the heart, coming from his, uh, you know, his true experience. And, you know, these are things that, you know, again, you know, listeners that we shouldn't be taking for granted. You know, a lot of times there are certain things that we think that are not going to be a problem will be a problem. And, you know, and the whole whole idea of sustainable success is that we, you know, we always have to be conscious of what we're doing, and always leading by example with the right behaviors, habits, disciplines that are going to not only serve us, but it allows us when it serves us for our purpose and our good, it empowers our children to do the same to whatever their purpose is. It's not like they have to follow your purpose, but it allows them to empower them to embrace their purpose. So powerful. That leads us to uh, another uh, focus area, uh, Joe, when we look at wellness. Now, when we're looking at wellness, you know, we, you know, it's not just, you know, physical wellness, but this could be, you know, wellness overall, emotional wellness, spiritual wellness, physical wellness, and so forth. So when we look at wellness, why we need to put this first and why this is very powerful to communicate this to our children, I'd like to ask the question, what were the dynamics in your personal professional life? that caused the paradigm shift that led you to becoming a healthcare professional. Uh, and then th- these are these are some areas that, you know, you could shine some insight to why you're doing that at, at a latter part of your, your career here and where this has an impact on, on your uh, son. Great. Um, well, you know, 2005 through 2008 was a period that began with my leaving the corporate world to pursue a dream to become a physical therapist and ended with my working as a physical trainer in a wellness center. Um, the desire to recreate myself as a healthcare professional arose from despair after seven years in the information technology industry as an executive recruiter and team leader and almost three more doing business development in the commercial uh, real estate. 
uh, arena. And, you know, while the expense accounts and the bravado, starting with the wheeling and dealing of human resources and contracts and, and continuing with the reconciliation of uh, landlord-tenant disputes in, in large corporate entities in Manhattan um, temporarily satisfied my ego, I began feeling indifferent and ended up depressed. My spark waned, and then it died. And I yearned to express my passion. And uh, for me, helping individuals regain their strength and enjoy wellness really resonated with me and beckoned my soul. And, and I had coincidentally... Uh, decided to shift my paradigm shortly before my father was diagnosed with lung cancer. And his needless suffering further inspired me to help others achieve and sustain optimal wellness. And my journey toward greater personal and professional satisfaction actually coincided with Jared's coming of age. I watched him mature in the leadership role that resulted from him being chosen the captain and MVP of his high school soccer team, um, while Javid saw his dad return to school at age 45 and then recreate himself. Um, it seemed as if I was encouraging Jared to listen to his heart while I followed mine. And we were, wow. in some ways, at the opposite ends of the same spectrum. Wow, this is powerful. And we're going to we're going to be coming back to this wellness first right after the break. But this is so powerful. And I can relate to you about your father. You said he had lung cancer, right? And and my father passed away from lung cancer. And that was the pivot. Uh, I had hit rock bottom at that time just before my dad was diagnosed. And it was after my father died that at that point that I need I had to make these this paradigm shift towards resolving the root cause to my barriers to really begin to accept that this change was on my shoulders, not anybody else's. So, so powerful. But we're going to be right back. You're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. We're with Joe Cohen, and we'll be right back after the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Do you feel shackled to your business? Do you feel that there is no room for anything else, like a personal life, family, fun? 
Did you know that there is another way? Listen for The Unshackled Life with hosts Aaron Scott Young and Michelle Pearson Young. They'll discuss what helps your business work better for you so that you get to have a life. Aaron Young has been starting and running companies for over 30 years. It's time for you to finally have the time, money, and freedom that you've always wanted. The Unshackled Life, Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Influencers. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back. And if you are just joining us, we're here with uh, co-author Joe Cohen. of the book, Right Father, Right Son, and a bond-building journey. So we are talking about the importance of father-son bonding or parent-child bonding and why it's so important for sustainable success. And we had left off uh, at the segment on the wellness first and why wellness is so important. So, Joe, you had mentioned something at the time when you when you were going through what seemed like a real challenge in your life. You know, your father, this was later on, he developed lung cancer and you had really reached a really a point in your life where, you know, you were basically hit rock bottom. And, and I can relate to that because it, it seems like we had parallel stories here because my father also had cancer, lung cancer, same as your father. And that was that, that was the turning point or the pivot for me to accept responsi- responsibility to put my wellness, my well-being first so that I could be a better father when that time came to empower my son and communicate in a better way, which we covered a lot of these topics today. We talked about communication we talked about empowerment, leading by example, and now wellness. Just wanted real quick just to get your your take on that, how you turned a challenge into an opportunity to really be an example for your son with, with your experience with your father. Sure. You, you know, my dad had been a smoker for many, many years. And, um, you know, in his late 50s, as I matured and I, I uh, was modeling better health practices and all of that good stuff for my son, um, he really wouldn't take any advice, and I was well-read, um, certainly in, in ideal health, um, and it was 
prior to his getting sick um, that I decided that I needed to make a change because the life that I was leading professionally really wasn't feeding my soul. Um, and because I was able to live a healthy lifestyle and model that, uh, and I enjoy helping people. I was a teacher and I had been a writer. Um, and that's what I wanted to pursue. And I, as you said, sometimes our greatest challenges become our best opportunities. Um, you know, initially the challenge of uh, communicating constructively was what led to many things that brought this book into existence. And then later, as you had mentioned, um, you were going through a, a period uh, in your own personal life relative to your dad where you, as, as you mentioned, hit rock bottom. And the challenge... Uh, propelled you to a wonderful opportunity, and you've written an uh, internationally selling best, uh, book and have this wonderful radio station. So we don't always know what, what is in the cards, but if we, if we live with courage and integrity, um, many things are possible, and sometimes we get the greatest surprises. No, that's so true. Well put. And that kind of leads us into the next focus area. And this is something that really hits home for me because it's about prosperity and it's about mindset and why it's so important to develop a prosperity mindset at a young age. And this is a gift that is priceless that you can give to any child, whether if it's your own or somebody else, if you're a teacher or you're an uncle or an aunt that you could give to a, t- uh, to a, a, a kid. And when we look at per- prosperity mindset, uh, Joe, how did you help Jared become responsible for developing skills and interests that would later lead to opportunities for enjoyment, self-esteem, and profit in his life? Mm-hmm. Well, I was involved in, in, in many different things in his life. And I, I wrote this letter to him while he was 11 years old. And, and by that time, he had excelled in a variety of things. But uh, as you know, uh, unless someone is acknowledging and appreciating that, Uh, It it doesn't remain part of who you are. So in in 2002, when he was 11, I wrote him this letter and I said, I'm always pleased but never surprised that your ability to excel at the things you put your mind to from martial arts, baseball, soccer, hockey, tennis, uh, basketball, uh, to improving your grades and and being a friend. Uh, Although a great deal of your past success and current pride stems from your athletic ability, you've recently made some important strides academically. And while these two areas may seem as separate as your mind is from your body, they are very much connected. As you well know, there's much more to mastering a sport than just moving your body. Understanding a game and its strategy is, is purely a, a, a mental aspect of sports, uh, one that requires a certain type of intelligence. And grasping the rules and learning how to use them to your advantage is just as important as using your body to actually play the game. Yet without motivation, focus, and commitment, uh, knowing the game and how to play will never quite be... Enough. As much as I believe you can achieve anything you apply yourself toward, I hope you understand that enjoying yourself and as you learn and try new things academically, socially, uh, and athletically is way more important 
than striving to, for perfection. You're likely to find that you perform better at anything when you're really having fun. And, and having fun is easier when you view trying new things as opportunities to excite your mind. Uh, being focused and committed while serious about exciting your mind can still be fun. It's very likely that your new level of maturity will open your mind to the many possibilities in the world around you to apply your interests to earn money in the future. Uh, Although it's certainly not necessary at the age of 12 to decide what skills and interests you want to develop to earn money and create an enjoyable and meaningful lifestyle, it is important to understand that so many of the interests that you have require skills that you've developed on your own and with the help of others who recognize your potential. So I ask him, have you ever thought that your love of literature, appreciation, your humor, and the pleasure you get writing are elements that could make you a happy and successful writer? And this is well before we even thought about writing this book. So you might want to experiment with different types of writing to see what you enjoy most. Just Yesterday, you mentioned how cool it would be to get paid for writing about books that you've enjoyed reading, which is what a literary critic does. And this type of writing, uh, the type of writing you do is really not as important as the enjoyment you get from exciting your mind and feeling good about yourself. Uh, and, And I wrap it up with saying part of maturing is recognizing that you're responsible for developing skills and interests that might later lead to opportunities for enjoyment, self-esteem, and profit. And had someone taken the time to explain this to me when I was 12, uh, I might have pursued different interests and spent more time developing the skills that would have helped me create a different lifestyle. So recognizing yeah. you're having fun you doing are, something. That's your, you're, that's your yeah, you're so mm-hmm. spot on on that. I mean, that's so true. I mean, you know, I look at what you just said that, I was the same way because if, you know, my, I was steered in a direction that I needed to pursue a career that was focused around making money and it was all about money and it wasn't about serving your true purpose and who you were. And I struggled with that. And a lot of times why people end up changing careers or finding themselves at a later part of their life, it's because they have to undo all the stuff that they learned growing up because it wasn't done in a way that was really served the child. And this is so important why developing a prosperity mindset is at a young age and what you've done for Jared. And it's something that I look back, God, I would, if, I, if I had this back then, what I'm doing now, I would have been doing back in my 20s, not in my uh, mid-40s and now into my 50s. So, so true. So when you look at what, are, what were some of the achievements that resulted from helping Jared develop this persistence to overcome rejection as it relates to prosperity mindset? Just briefly. Yeah, sure. Um, well, in, in, in the final chapter where he actually begins to write back and uh, write stories, um, I sent him a letter when he was... Uh, 10 years old, uh, 11, 2011, so he was 20. Uh, I want to start by thanking you for all of your support, he writes to me. Whatever I desire to accomplish, you're one step behind me with a pillow and a set of fireworks, a pillow to soften my fall, and fireworks to sing me with praise. Um, 
He goes on to say, just found out that I, I won't be attending Concordia University this coming semester as I was not accepted into their creative writing department. I was a little shocked at first. I, I sort of had a pretty wide-ranging portfolio, and I sure as hell wrote a, a powerful essay. But for whatever reason, the, the constituents at Concordia's writing program found my op- uh, application below par, and I find myself back where I started. This doesn't discourage me, he goes on to say. In fact, I'm glad I had the opportunity to apply to write that essay and to tweak and edit my portfolio as best I could. I got accepted into the philosophy department, but that's really not my passion, and I won't give up a double major for a degree in philosophy. So he wraps up here by saying rejection is a strong part of living in, in a capitalistic society. Everyone's always trying to be the best, the strongest, the most successful. And sometimes people fall short. But does that mean I'm done writing? Am I going to hang up my towel and retire my jersey? No. Nope. I'm going to keep writing, keep editing, keep improving and growing. And, and I understand um, in myself that I'm capable and worthwhile. My writing has always been for myself and no professor sitting in an armchair a million miles away can take that away from me. He recalls a time when he didn't make the Olympic development team for soccer, but year after year, um, he understood that he just needed to practice harder, get stronger, get tougher. And he didn't let rejection slow him down. It, It only fueled him. It all came together when he walked onto Wheaton's uh, college soccer team. A walk-on is when no one recruits you. You just show up for practice and you win a Make spot. Make a team. From, yeah. From, yeah. So, um, you know, he concludes by saying a million people will tell you that you can't do something, but it's only that one voice in your head wow. that matters. So, Joe, this is powerful stuff, and I I highly encourage everybody listening and that will be listening on demand to get your hands on the copy of Right Father, Right Son, A Bond-Building Journey. Uh, It's definitely something that you you should be reading, either whether if you're a parent currently right now or you're planning to be a parent. This is so important. It could also help you personally. So, Joe, real quick, uh, where can people find you and, and also find the book? Okay, so uh, the easiest thing to do would, would simply be to go right to my website, which is rightfatherrightson.com. That's W-R-I-T-E, fatherrightson.com. Uh, there's links on there to purchase yep. it through Amazon, uh, through Barnes & Noble. There are a variety of uh, platforms where someone can yep. purchase it through eBooks. Um, if you want to stay connected, I, I write a, a regular blog. It's, uh, it's on my Forever Young Facebook fan page. Uh, there's right. a variety of articles right. that are there already. Um, uh, you know, stay tuned. Watch the events page uh, on my website. I, yeah. I gave a workshop last night at a community yeah. center, and everyone uh, who attended... Great. Uh, purchase the book, um, and you know it's it's a mission of mine. It's a labor of love. I, I it, it's my way of giving back. You know, I'm approaching uh, sixty in a couple of years, and I feel blessed to have had this great experience with my son. Where now I can um, make an impact on others. So uh, sure. you know, through my website, yep. people can stay in touch whether they want to tweet or email or 
or what have you. So, uh, Great. Joe, I want to thank you so much for being the show. We have to conclude the show, but I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us today and share this valuable insight and wisdom on why parent-child uh, bonding is so important for sustainable success. And I want to thank you, the, the listeners, for tuning in today. And again, you can listen on demand. And we wishing you a great rest of your uh, Wednesday, and we'll see you next week. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.